Hey everyone, welcome to Trends and Things, where we bring you real chats on what's buzzing. On today's app, it's a bit of a coronavirus special, if you can, uh, I guess, call it that. First up, we're chatting about social distancing. Is it legit or is it okay to still be out and about? Secondly, we take a slightly lighter look at Gal Gadot's cringy Imagine Celebrity Challenge. And finally, Cabin Fever is at an all-time high, baby. And you better believe that we're chatting about all the different boredom solutions amidst this crazy virus as per usual you're joined by sydney creatives gordon that is me and scotty mate it is an isolation special and even us two are isolated for today's day yeah it's a bit weird for us not to be in the same room with the same sort of bands and setup but i think you know obviously it's kind of the time where we kind of need to you know, separate a little bit, make sure no one gets sick. Our hands are tied. Our hands are tied for this. Yeah. For this, for this we're, one. we're doing this for the greater good, right? Yeah. I mean, look, you guys are stuck at home, you know, outside of your working at home arrangements, you've got to start binging stuff, finding things to do. God help you spend a couple of more hours with partners and roommates oh. and shit like that. So, you know, we're doing it. I would like to think it's a, it's a service for society amongst the coronavirus Mayhem. The saints. I think we're, it, it's. Uh, is it time to be saved? Is it time for us to break the travel ban, <laughs> go over to the UK? Hey, hey Queen, get listen. <laughs> yeah, we get knighted. <laughs> um, oh well. I mean, look, it's obviously a lot going on, and it is very coronavirusy themed, as you can imagine today. But we're going to try and keep it as light and fun and interesting as possible. So, Scott, let's get straight into things. And what's your mad thing for this week? Yeah, look, you're definitely right. It's definitely a coronavirus themed episode. My mad thing is actually shouting out the Seek Volunteer Australia community. Mm. Um, basically, they had an absolute beast of an effort gathering all these prepared meals for the elderly and isolated communities in, Mel- in Melbourne's outer suburbs. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, it's like a group of people who've been around since 2017, and they've literally served meals to people in southeast communities um, in Melbourne who don't have access to food, which is that's a big cool. effort on their part. Mm. Um, and my number's not quite right on this, but I know on the first night that they launched the service, they delivered close to 300 meals wow. to people in need. So obviously, like, great community. It's like 100, and, mm. 100 300, and 400 odd volunteers. Um, and it's not like the, the first big thing they've done. They also were very active during the bushfire season that we had recently as well. So, yeah. you know, very compassionate people. You yeah. Know, them out. You seen, I definitely have seen a bit of them around in the, in the mm. media, I feel like in the past few articles and videos. So big shouts. It's a massive effort, you know, especially considering the times and off back-to-back sort of big global, I guess, you know, especially in Australia, crises. You know, mm. you know you've, they've definitely you know, set a bit of a benchmark in a way, you know. Yeah, everyone's got to step up where they can, Stepping of course. Up, you know, you've got to do what you can. Yeah, that's an absolute, <laughs> um, absolutely. But what's come across your... What's come across your... For, yeah, for me, I, I've sort of, in a way, similarly kept it, I guess, corona-related, but a bit to a, a side point of the whole, I guess, core newsy. It's, you know, so much mm. news, right? Like every yeah. day there's a bloody change. There's ScoMo's doing something, then Gladys is doing something, and then, you know, the Victoria um, mayor and whatever, like they're doing shit. It's just like new shit happening all the Everyone's time. Everyone's flexing. Everyone's like... Everyone's fucking, yeah. It's, it's, it's a package. It's a uh, corona it's flex. It's a package. This is a stimulus package. <laughs> this is a stimulus package. Um, yeah, look, I think for me, I was actually... Um, I saw something on the, t- on, on the TV on the weekend. I had to look it up to get mm. the exact details. And I found it, you know... This obviously the hospital industry has been ravaged, right? With this whole coronavirus thing, like a lot of businesses shutting down, and it's just been a bit of a you know. I think 
I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be wrong in saying a lot of people are feeling like really, uh, I guess a somber mood for mm. the hospitality industry. Right. And look, Scotty, I won't lie. Do love a HSP on a good night out. Like I have been known <laughs> to smash one of these. Right. So, um, I saw this, uh, this piece on TV where there's this, um, sort of like, um, it's like a Mediterranean middle, middle Eastern, um, restaurant cafe down in Brunswick in, in Melbourne. Right. Um, and it's called Manooch. I hope I, I probably have butchered that, but, um, basically they have created this, you know, obviously drastic times comes to like drastic measures. Right. And they've created a specific product at their cafe. It's called the Corona snack bag. <laughs> and, um, it's basically like a, you know, it, 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 this is off their website, but I think it says it's the best. It says, um, in addition to our delicious pizzas, we are now offer, offering a Corona snack pack, which brings together five different dishes of mixed pulses and fresh veggies, homemade lemonade and tahini halva. Um, so, you know, sounds nice and, and looked really, you know, really interesting on, you know, the, um, little TV spot. Um, what I liked about it though, is that Later on, they said, you know, and again, this says it was. This is what it says on their website. It says, to survive as a business, we need to sell fifty of these each day. So right, just to keep okay. the just keep the lights on, keep the staff paid, and stuff like that, they need to sell fifty of those a day. And I think they were selling them for around twenty dollars. Now I couldn't find the name of the of the of the man who was doing the interview on TV. Um, obviously, I assume he was one of the owners or, or you know someone involved uh, with the sort of like who, who's running it. Um, and you know, he went on to say that you know whilst they need fifty to survive in a day, you know, as soon as they sold that for those 50, they basically call it. They say, that's it. We're shutting down. We're, we're sold out. Go and help other businesses and other, you know, establishments and stuff yeah, like that. Like okay. go and so go and contribute to their not stuff, getting greedy, man. which is great. You know? Yeah. It's really great. And I mean, I think, you know, there's a, there's a time there for you to go, you know, all right, cool. How do we make the most of, a, I guess, a bad situation and mm. stay afloat and make enough money and, and still try and grow. But I think they've, especially in the hospitality industry, a lot of them have realized that, you know, it's okay. How do we stay survive? Like, how do we, how do we stay alive and help everyone through this? And then, you know, I do think there's, is a strong light at the end of this tunnel, if you know what I mean? I think for businesses all around it, we'll chat a bit about that in, in topic one, but um, I think, you know, for these hospitality industry, uh, you know, establishments and venues, it's a big moment for them, right? If they can make it through this, I feel like there will be, I don't want to say it's a reward because no one's done anything wrong, but you know, there, there is like a, uh, I think there is a light. So it's big ups to guys like that who, you know, and, and venues like that, that are sort of sharing the love around rather than, you know, getting a bit greedy with the whole thing. Um, so yeah, look, that was my mad ting moving right along now. And we've got, uh, what we're vibing for this week, Scotty, what's on the radar? What have you been pumping yeah, amidst look, all the, uh, the sad times, you know? Yeah. Like definitely being isolated. I've had a abundant supply of music, right? So <laughs> this week was particularly hard to kind of hone it down, but I've got two tracks, which have definitely just kind of stood out from everything I've been listening to. Uh, first one time by Childish Campino featuring Aria Grande. Mm-hmm. Is this the last album from Cambino? I think it is. Yeah, it is. sounds like it is. Um, and look, what a send off! Like this track in particular, it's got a strong like eighties inspired vibe. It's back, this fucking eighties vibe. It continues yeah. to be pre- like all over the music scene right now. Yeah, and especially like a huge like pop artists. They're just kind of revisiting the eighties because. I mean, you've got to give him credit. It was an era for good music, so mm. you've got to lean on it. But what he also does is halfway through, he just, for good measure, throws in a lot of gospel music. And okay. so honestly, it's like a seven-minute track, and it's a whole, it's a ride, right? Like, mm. you, just, you kind of go through a lot of different waves with this one. I think it trusts Gambino to, in one song, 
uh, touch on different genres and kind of bring it together. Yeah, totally. Well, they, uh, he did it. He did it. He he put a live stream up, right? Or like a, you know, he did like a, he had a little yeah. website that went up and it was like the whole album as like one file almost. And- yeah, it's just the um, album on loop and wherever you clicked it, it just played it from that point in the mm. loop. Um, so a bit sneaky because obviously Very that, sneaky. that yeah. cut a lot of streams from like the big services before they mm. can get on it. Um, but, you know, can be yeah. as an artist, so he does yeah. what he does. Absolutely. Um, the next track was actually inspired from last week's Hottest One Hundred. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I've been on a bit of a flight facilities trip. Okay, you've been giving him a bit of a rinse. Oh, a huge rinse. Yeah. Uh, and I, I came across this gem. Um, it was released back in 2012. The track "Feeling." Okay. Um, it was released on the same uh, single or like. EP that foreign language came out. Oh, that, so for, I think yeah, that was that foreign language might be uh, it's like a top two contender for my favorite flight facility song. I mean, was it? Did it feel like it was a bit overshadowed or something like that? It's, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I like, I mean, you got to give credit. Like foreign language is a is a tune, right? Like it definitely has stood the test of time. But feeling is um, it's kind of like in a different direction. It still has Jess mm-hmm. on there as vocals, but it's super funky and it's such a club banger that I just don't know how, I think because uh, foreign language overshadowed this track, it's just gone under the radar for so many people. Mm. Um, but it's definitely a good spin. Like give it a listen and I think Amazing. you'll get hooked onto it. Yeah, great. Um, so facilities. Look, yeah, so look, two tracks for me this week. And cool. I know you've been listening to a bit of music as well. Yeah, always. It's I mean, it's a effort, pro, like it's all it's just everywhere right now, isn't yeah, exactly. it? When you've been working from home and stuff like that, it's just like at times you have to have it just for this distraction of like, you know, not having coworkers or, you know what I mean? So I've got three tracks um, as almost per usual for me. Mm. Firstly, I've got, um, I'm keeping the rudimental love going here. They, they released another track it's called Easy On Me, again, featuring the Martinez brothers who right. I, I'm not many to us. I don't know much about them. No, I don't think many people would know about them <laughs> no. much about them. Um, and even rudimental, like I said, they've been off the grid a bit and pretty much recent stuff has been pop poppy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is again, going back, not to their like completely drum and bass sort of like, I feel like breakthrough. I feel like drum and bass was like their initial off their first album. I think home is what it was called. That, that had a really strong drum and bass vibe, yeah. right? This yeah, is, yeah. this is definitely got some drum and bass feels to it, but is again, a bit more, in a, in a weird way down that disclosure um, sort of line. And the first track was good. And I think this one, this one I've, I've just been playing on repeat. Like it's so, it's, it's just classic sort of like early disclosure in a way, but mixed in with some sort of like um, rudimental swagger, if that makes sense, you know, like it's brought to life a bit more and it's got like, you know, again, it's nothing like it. It's just a classic loop. It's a classic mm. sort of fun, fast paced dance track um that would definitely not go misplaced in like you know bars and the clubs and stuff like that um so yeah i mean i don't know what they're doing the rudimental guys like are they planning a, a new album with this type of direction is this just like a little side project sounds like they're trying to take over this know. Know? maybe I, honestly I, hey look but disclosure releasing music yeah. rudimental releasing music that's it if, if they're both going head to head i'm happy to be this fly on the wall just <laughs> popping the sweet tune so i'll roll with that as my first one my second one i know is a controversial one it's yeah. we've chatted about this and we've had some discussions with some mates about this track. It's called Believe by Meek Mill and Justin Timberlake. So many, JT has been on a few tracks in in, in our playlists of Mm. of late. I feel like I've probably added all of them to be honest, but um, (laughs) this track is, it's an interesting one because I think Meek Mill's, I mean, we've chatted about this, Scott. Meek Mill is solid on the track. He, he lays out some good bars. The beat is really strong, I think, you know, especially during the, the verses. Yeah. Um, And, you know, Justin Timberlake, maybe he's not, at his strongest, like it feels like he's a bit auto-tuned in the choruses that he does and stuff. And it's a bit maybe 
cliche, like his yeah, it's his lines in there to add like a flair pop to this track. Mm. And like he's he's done some really good features. Like I remember back he did like Holy Grail with mm. um, yeah Jay Z, Jay Z, and like that was a good collab. I just think like Meek carries this track quite a bit, and I'm not like I'm not definitely dissing on JT. I think he's like you said released some really good tracks in the past. I think it's maybe one of those rare tracks that it didn't need the feature to be a strong hit. Yeah, I think it was... And look, I probably wouldn't have... Com- I've, I know about Mick Mill. I couldn't mm. name many of his songs. But to be honest, I think it also brought like a lot of JT's fans across, you know? Like like me, for example. Like I probably... Yeah, would I have listened to this song if, if JT wasn't on it? I probably would have just seen like, oh, cool, like another Mick Mill track. Like I, I might hear it here or there. But yeah. now I'm suggesting it as a song that other people should listen to. So, you know, and I look, I think it's it's in the times right now. It does have like a... Even though it's a bit cliche and, you know, it's about believing and shit like that, like... It does have a resonance to where we're at at the moment, yeah, yeah. getting getting through things. So it's a nice little sort of like bunker down and sort of like let's get through this type of vibe together. Um, finally, I'm going to go for an oldie as well. Funnily enough, you mentioned you had a, like an older track from Fly Facilities. Um, there's this track that I've come across recently called Full Moon by Armin van Helden, and it's featuring Common, which you know right. I guess you're not you're not necessarily surprised to hear those names together but in the, in the same way you sort of are like you know they're oldies they're goldies they've been in the industry for a long time and they're separate sort of fields um but this this song itself is actually from 2000 so it's it's 20 years old 20 years um and honestly though like common has like for me he has one of those voices like Snoop Dogg like Jamie Foxx like it's instantly recognizable yeah right like you just know it and I think that has has done him really well. Like if he jumped on a track today, you wouldn't really be able to tell the difference. I feel like same thing with Jamie Foxx or mm. Snoop Dogg. It's just like iconic. Yeah. And he jumps on this track and Armin van Helden, man, this is like classic Armin van Helden, <laughs> early 2000s, a lot of funky synth, a lot of funky yeah. piano. Oh, it's, he was thriving in the like early 2000s. Like he's, That was his time. He's still a name now, but definitely like he, like maybe not household, but he was... Uh, heavyweight in the early 2000s oh he was he was a massive heavyweight i mean yeah, yeah like you said he still is but that was just a massive moment for him so yeah. look full moon barn van helden we'll add him to the playlist and look i think it's been a while since we've chucked the playlist into the into the podcast group so this week when you all need a few extra tunes maybe we will chuck in the playlist to yeah exactly. to get you guys through it but scotty we're moving on to topic number one for this week and as we've chatted about it's all it's all coronavirus related right it's 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 everything is, is you could say sponsored by yeah. corona Brought to you by Corona Beer that mm. has not been sold in like three years, it feels <laughs> yeah. like. I have not seen one of them around. And um, look, we are going to start off with something a bit more, I guess, um, you know, poignant and something that we should probably all think about. And that sort of mm. surrounds why we think or what we think, I guess, on isolation. We're hearing it about it everywhere. You know, Sydney's gone into lockdown. Melbourne's gone into lockdown. I'm sure it'd be a matter of time until the whole country sort of goes into lockdown mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Scotty, look, let, let's... I guess have a quick summary on this because I don't want to spend too much time on it because everyone knows, but you know, we, we know the whole scale of social distancing so far, right? We've seen all the non-essential places closed down, you know, your gyms, your movie cinemas, your, you know, um, cafes, restaurants, pubs, etc. Um, we've got the, this four meter sort of indoor distancing of sorts, uh, you know, however you want to measure that you wear. Like I saw the, I saw like a guy wearing like a, you know, like a four meter cut out to the shops in a video. And I was like, interesting. Um, you know, yeah. so we've got that and then we've got, you know, it's, it's the massive travel bans and Australia's on the brink of, of a, you know, I guess a, a global a lockdown, lockdown, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't need to go into more deeper detail, I don't think, because we've heard a lot about it. But 
I do thought I thought it was good to do maybe to do a quick summary because blending into this whole idea of like isolation um, and how it's affecting people, I thought it'd be cool to sort of maybe just d- dive into how things look for everyday businesses, you know, especially as someone who runs a small business, um, mm. you know, we see a lot of it from, um, I, I guess being a business owner is in, you're in the minority perhaps, um, you know, there are a lot more staff, there are a lot more employees than business owners, obviously. Um, and, you know, I thought we could dig into sort of, um, you know, why social distancing, I guess, plays more role than we sort of know a lot of the time, because I think, look, I, I'll be the first to put my hand up, right. And say that, and I'm not sure I'm keen to get your thoughts on this, Scotty. When the coronavirus sort of stuff happened, I remember we were talking about it on an early podcast this year or maybe even end of last year. Mm. Um, and I, like I said, I'll be, my, be the first to put my hand up and say maybe I definitely underestimated the power of what would happen in terms of I saw, you know, about the, I don't, I'm not, I'm not have a science background. I don't know enough about the, the logistical makeup of this virus to know much about the actual sickness itself. Yeah. But the scale of where we're at with this. If you told me that, you know, by March, the end of March in 2020, that the whole world would almost be in lockdown. I'd be pretty surprised, right? Yeah. And I think you're definitely right. When we first touched on this, we sort of maybe like underplayed a little bit, you know, I think a comparison it was sort of get thrown out, uh, thrown around a bit is, you know, more people die from like heart disease or influenza and all these mm. other illnesses. But like a missing piece in that conversation is most of those illnesses have a, a vaccine or a cure that's available to people. And I think the, the big thing here is it has spread so rapidly because there's no available vaccine to kind of, you know, cut it off. You know, mm. like it's either people getting better naturally or having some remedies that help. There's no like, you know, get a jab and then you're you're good. You're not immune yeah, to it exactly and i mean so it's, it's it's complex it's layered there's so many different ways to look at it but i did want to look focus as i mentioned a bit on you know the business side and how it affects mm. our careers and stuff because you know look obviously it's so pretty self-explanatory around around how it works with business businesses right like the revenue drives up because people aren't purchasing stuff um employees get let go um you know the, as, as a whole, the virus has stopped people spending, right? The economy's on down. Um, you know, every dollar is being saved for the large majority of companies. They're just trying mm. to cling on to survival here, right? Um, so when customers sort of stop spending, your marketing stops, then often your management stops their fees or they take pay cuts or salary cuts, then often the last resort um, for big corporations is to then to offload their staff, right? Um, you know, or even, that's not even big corporations. So it's all businesses, small, big, large, uh, startup, everything. Um, and look, to give people a bit of an idea, you know, obviously working as a publisher, you know, even though you would think like, hey, cool, it's like an online company, we're probably getting more traffic from the coronavirus content and stuff like that. It, it, to give you some perspective, like, you know, we're heading into a massive travel period normally in the year right Mm -hmm. normally around sort of like april may june july it's peak europe season it's peak south america season it's peak just time to get the fuck out of australia season right (laughs) and you know now we've gone into this period where like we you know personally like you know we've had travel brands pull out i mean travel brands are folding let alone have money to spend on marketing with third parties and stuff you know um you know we've we've even seen just other businesses who are nothing to do with we're talking like you know consumer goods you find in the supermarket market who normally would be spending with with a company like ours now um, basically saying all right cool like we're defining redefining our whole communication strategy because you know 
again, people just aren't buying as much stuff. So it means that different budgets get cut and, you know, you start to start to reevaluate, uh, you know, stuff. And Scott, I wanted to bring up, um, you know, this, uh, this example of Qantas. Now, do you know, have you seen much about the whole Qantas oh, stuff? I mean, yeah, there's like this kind of mixed bag responses to them. I know like some, is it most of the execs or like all board members are not taking, they have, have like their salary frozen or, yeah, yeah, and they've they've basically like all the like Alan Joyce and all those guys have taken yeah there's no salaries for the rest of the year or something like that. Mm. Um, you know they've had to get rid of about two thirds if they're you know staffing. It's across Qantas and Jetstar as, as one company, right. which is about to give you an idea twenty to thirty k thousand you know people. So a lot of people offloaded. Um, and look, you said there you know it's been a bit of a mixed response. A lot of people's I think first instance is to be like, all right, big corporation. Yeah, congrats, Alan Joyce. You're not taking a salary. You still got fucking you know X million billion to fall back on. Yeah, yeah. You know what's going on. And look, I think there is, but that's fair game to us up to a certain degree. Like big corporations, like they have money. So, mm. you know, they're, they're, there's parts of that that are worth critiquing and I say I think that are valid. But I think I don't think all of it was correct, for example, because, you know, if you look at it now, they're saying up to 90% of flights have been cancelled. They're parking their big planes literally in like Avalon Airport in Melbourne just to keep them there. Like if you think about it, planes are obviously up in the air most of the time. Yeah. But now they're, no, they're going nowhere. So then they've got to pay places like airports to keep them there or to essentially park them in a, in a space for the next six, 12 months, who knows how long this goes for, um, you know, so it's not necessarily all about, um, you know, these big, redund- uh, big people, big amount of people being let go or mm. execs not taking salaries. It's like, if you think about a company that has 30,000 employees, the salaries alone, obviously are one thing, right? Then you've got all your running costs and so many other factors to include that. I think a lot of the time, perhaps, um, you know, when you're just looking from it, from the outside in, you think, okay, Qantas, get your shit together. You shouldn't be offloading these guys. Um, and I think it's important to know that these aren't people who haven't been made redundant. Their role is there for them when it, when they sort of get back on their feet. Um, a lot of the you know twenty to thirty thousand people have actually had guarantees from the company uh, right, okay. that when when this whole thing passes over, obviously they'll, they'll need ground staff. They'll need people to check in people. They'll need to have flight attendants. They'll need to have pilots, pretty much ready to go almost instantly. Right. So it's like they have mentioned that there will be opportunities there. And I know that they've, you know, they've always got commercial partnerships with like Woolworths and different other big brands that have had a massive spike in jobs and stuff, you know, right. Cause any people are stock shelves, work in corporate divisions, all this other stuff. We've had a massive drop in demand in some industries and we've had a massive, you know, I would love to see like fucking Netflix's numbers of like, you know, engagements, new signups, Stan, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's an interesting play. It's an interesting time because you're right. Like, uh, supermarkets are probably booming in this sort of situation. Online services like Stan and Netflix probably making a bit of a killing. But and I think you know it's hard with Qantas because like you touched on travel brands and travel related companies are probably hit super hard. And you know, just because they're not making money doesn't mean they still aren't incurring costs to, like you say, you know, keep their planes um, docked at airports, keep their systems up and running. Like there's still money being funneled out of the business. It's, um, it's probably not an easy decision that's made lightly to say we're going to cut two-thirds of our working staff 
just on a whim, you know? Oh, like yeah, totally. And when you start to look at like all the stimulus stuff that SCOMA is putting out, like mm. a lot of cash, like a couple of, I think it was like six or seven mil just going directly into airlines and Qantas and right. stuff, you know? So if the government's giving up that type of money, obviously there's going to be some, you know, there's, there's some genuine need you know, for it in that type of space. Mm. Um, and you know, it's all about survival, right? It, it comes down to survival and we've seen many other businesses hands have been forced. They don't have this type of luxury of being big companies with, you know, plenty of runway or, you know, plenty of cash in the bank. And it's just about exactly that, right? Runway, having the runway to survive, mm. um, having the cash in the bank and you can't afford because, you know, people are going into, you know, you talk about music festivals, for example, or gigs, like this is their livelihood. It's like every day, week by week, they make their runway for the next week and stuff yeah. like that, right? That's just how it works. Um, and I wanted to sort of touch on this point around, you know, when it does come as a business, when you do start to think about these things, or even as a sole trader, you know, if you're, if you're a contractor or something like that, you know, it, it, a lot of the time you don't, right. You just don't have the amount of runway required to be in the bank. And when you start making those decisions and you start, people don't like start isolating, taking some of these things seriously. Um, you know, I think we have a problem and look, I don't agree on Skomo with Skomo on much. Maybe this mm. is the first time ever. But, um, you know, when he did say over one of his conferences that, you know, maybe some Aussies weren't taking this seriously. Um, you know, we saw 25,000 people at Bondi Beach or something like that on the weekend. I, I, like, to be honest, I was on my Instagram over like on like Saturday, Sunday night and people were still putting stories up out and about at pubs, at bars. And I'm not saying just small things like, catching up with two or three mates at home or getting some takeaway or something like that. It's like, you know, I've still people at like, you know, little part, like not even little, like decently sized parties with like hundred plus people. Yeah. And you know, or, you know, even just, I guess being out at a bar. Right. And a lot of that stuff, we, we've read enough about that. We know the effects of not isolating and what that'll do, but to give you a perspective on, on my end, you know, when we don't isolate, it's a lesser chance. It just extends that, timeline right that we're going to be in this sort of like you know almost like shut down period like we it's, it just keeps extending and getting longer and that means that almost like the longer it gets the more jobs businesses like mine are forced to lay off people now in my in my space like i'm fortunate that I've, we've got a little bit of runway but like don't get me wrong this is changing very quickly right so a lot of other businesses have been forced and the longer we don't take this serious enough, um, it means that the government that if you look at our bell curve in mm. Australia right now, it's not even a, it's not even a curve. It's like the third page of a bloody sales startup pitch deck. <laughs> it's skyrocketing. Um, you know, so it's like, we're very much on the way of, of the U S the UK and you can say whatever you want in New South Wales. We've only had 700 cases, six have passed away, four have recovered, you know, that's all good and well. But like, if you want to be serious about business, like we're, we're seeing these, what was it? Six months. I think I saw that these now laws is lockdown cafes, bars, et cetera, that they're going to have to close for. Yeah, exactly. Um, and look, at the, I really like that we're talking about social distancing as well because something that I've observed working for a medical charity is, you know, the people that you might think get sick or also people who have the skills to, you know, provide care and provide treatment to people who need support during COVID-19. So, you know, like we are witnessing uh, a lot of like hospitals and clinics having to reduce their care because you know, they're like critical staff have come into contact with someone with COVID-19 and then they themselves are sick. And then sometimes they have to make the call to remove themselves from the equation. And that means there's less people they can care for. So, you know, like, I think it's really important to kind of take this quite seriously because 
you don't know if you don't abide by social distancing who you could have like affect uh, an impact and then you know they might be a very vital person to you know potentially solve this equation helping yeah. reduce the impact of the disease yeah absolutely and i mean look in terms of wrapping up this sort of first topic i mean on, on, a, on a like i said on a personal level i think mm. if you are considering going out to events to to bars or i mean you can't go to bars anymore so good luck but i mean <laughs> you know if you're going out to have social gatherings or still you know i'm surprised how many kid like pet families still just take their kids out to like the gym, like local park gymnasium and stuff it's like it's bustling like there's no shortage in that right and i i get it right it sucks where we have to we can't see our mates as often we can't hang out with them as as much as we want to we don't get to have like sporadic dinners with people we haven't caught up with in ages we do have to make a bit of a self-sacrifice and you know we're hearing this is going to be the worst social situation since the great depression now that's not fucking scary not many things will be right so i think it's just a matter of like all right we have to make some sacrifices everyone on a on a on a on an individual level and a societal level like if you can consider in you know just what impact like you said scotty you're having not only on other people and putting their safety in danger but the longevity of jobs careers you know people having something to look forward to we're seeing businesses literally get torn apart people put blood sweat and tears because of this virus and the longer we i guess don't socially isolate and, and bring our chances down with this whole coronavirus um you know the, the worse it gets and if we all work together on this and we, I know we've heard a lot about this, so I hope I'm not sounding like a broken record, but you know, I think we'll come out of this tunnel. Okay. I think we will, but the way we treat this situation, I think in the next couple of months will ultimately determine just how long that tunnel is. All right, Gords. Topic number two, let's talk about the things people do when they go a bit crazy with cabin oh fever. Oh, God. There has been a lot going on, hasn't there, on the interwebs? Yes, yeah. Good friend, Gal, got it. Oh, yeah. Good girl. Gal, how's she doing? Yeah, she's <laughs> she's pretty fine. She's uh, a few days in her self-quarantine and yep. um, decided it might be a good opportunity to post a video to Instagram to ins- inspire people, you know, oh, yeah. give a bit of a hope. Of course, yeah. Um, and it didn't go quite as well as she intended. <laughs> <laughs> um, so look, so basically what happened, like her sixth day in self-quarantine, Gal posted on her Instagram, opened up the video saying she's been a bit philosophical, uh, mentioned that she's seen mm. a video of an Italian trumpet player playing out to a crowd of people who are quarantined themselves, playing the great track imagined by John Lennon. Mm. Um, Gal mentions that, you know, he was pure and powerful and is really inspiring in that video before breaking out to the first few lines mm-hmm. of the track. Yeah. Um, it then cuts away to like a huge co- uh, collaboration of celebrities. You've got like Sia, uh, Labyrinth, uh, Amy Adams, Mark Will Ferrell, Mark There's Russell, a lot of people like, in this video. Like There's a few. You know? Like, I mean, credit to her, good effort to get a lot of people in. Honestly. She's done some hustling. She's done some hustling. Yeah, yeah. And look, so look, you know, she puts it out there trying to be pure and, and nice, but it does cop a bit of flack. It is, it is a bit cringe. And like, I couldn't even get through the whole video. Like I was started watching it and look, I'm just one of those people where it's like, I watch these, you know, cringy as fuck videos or, or interviews <laughs> or whatever it is. And like, I, I literally cringe at the thought of having to listen to this cringe material. Like, so I don't even end up watching it. I have to sort of, you know, remember when that Pussycat Dolls interview was on with mm. projects? 
I, I literally had to sort of like skip through it because I was like, I can't even bear watching right. her sit there. You know, you know, it's bad, but you just, you still yeah. expose yourself to it. You just, you're just like, oh man, why am I like, I almost have to watch it because everyone's seen it. I don't want to miss out <laughs> on the water cooler chat, but I also sort of don't. And it felt like this with this video. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. And look, it, it did cover a bit of flack. And I think uh, partly was because of the cringy nature of it. Other part was, you know, people saying it was a bit rich for a bunch of millionaires to come out and sing about, you know, how it should be aspiring and uplifting mm. while a lot of people are feeling the economic impacts of COVID-19. So it kind of missed the mark there as well. And there was a bit, there was a bit of, uh, yeah, I can, I can vibe with that, right? Like a lot yeah. of people are like, it's a bit rich. You don't, don't tell me like you're just hanging out here with your millions of dollars in your bank account, trying to make us happy with your little sing-along, with your other rich friends. Like I can understand it, right? Right, yeah. You know, like it's cool you tell us it will all be okay while you're in your like your mansion or your holiday house <laughs> or, you know, like you're, not, you're hit. You're not hit as hard yeah. as other people. Absolutely. Like, what I sort of enjoy from this is there've been two huge parody videos of this track as well. So there's one by a group of US comics led by uh, Joey Fantone, basically calling out the celebrities for not understanding how the <laughs> virus impacts normal people. So it's like, Oh, I can't go to my holiday house or <laughs> I'm not rich because I've only got four Lamborghinis. Sort of thing. <laughs> um, and there's this other one uh, by another group of comics in the UK led by Joe Lysek. That simply just says, imagine there were no bastards. It's a parody. So look, obviously it wasn't uh, as intent. It wasn't received as she intended. But uh, you know, the tra- the video is still up on Gal's Instagram mm-hmm. account. It's got eight point five million views. Yeah, we have yeah. And comments are still a mixed bag. But definitely a lot of people supporting her, saying like, you know, thank you for spreading the love. You know, appreciate what you're doing. And a lot of ridicule, like ridicule, just saying, why is it still up? Take it down. Take it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and look, everyone has a take on this. And my take is I honestly think Gal meant well with this. Um, Imagine is a very powerful song. And one of the messages around is, you know, removing our ties from material possessions, which I guess that's where she missed the mark, you know, mm. as a rich person seeing about, you know, imagining uh, there were no worldly possessions to tie onto. But the, the bigger theme I think she was trying to get across is, you know, this move for like global unity for us to band together during a time of crisis and see, you know, the good in other people and trying to support mm. one another. I think, I think as well with that, sorry, Scotty, mm. cut you off. I think like you said, the, the way that the intent of, of, of the video was right. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a positive video in like a very light t- dark time with a bunch of cool people that people would know, you know, Will Ferrell, Amy Adams, Labyrinth, all these people, people know these guys. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, you know, it makes people want to watch it. I mean, fuck, it's got 8.5 million views. Like, you can't tell me people haven't watched it. I'm not watching it, yeah. Yeah, like, so it's it's obviously created an effect. Maybe the delivery of it mm. was, you know, leave something to be desired. You know, there's a bit of almost like sense of, you know, um, you know, like, hypocrite, like hypocrisy with the fact that it's rich people talking about not having, you know, material things it's like yeah, you got a whole garage full of cars and stuff like that like people don't even have jobs anymore so d- the delivery perhaps could have been a bit better um but the heart was definitely in the right place yeah yeah look the heart was definitely there and it's you know i guess it's when you're someone in the public eye you're always going to be criticized for one way or another you know like only a few months ago we were just adoring celebrities for the money they were giving during the bushfire fields and then now i guess mm. during another time of crisis you know this this one thing has missed the mark and 
there's rounds of like criticism and then parody videos like criticize. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a bit of a bit of a tough place to be in. Um, but look, I think the reason why I want to stay optimistic with this video is because I think, you know, definitely for ourselves, we're probably in a time where you think you're doing something good and you're kind of going out, you're putting, you're stretching a limb sort of thing, you know, you're trying mm. to do something different. And, you know, if you were called out for being wrong, you might want someone to grace you with the same compassion to say, look, you know, this probably wasn't particularly the greatest thing you've done, but I can understand where you're coming from. Mm, mm-hmm. um, and so, look, I want to share an example I had of this. Um, it actually happened to me a few years ago when I used to volunteer for this creative workshop in Sydney that teaches literary skills to underprivileged children. Um, for the sake of privacy, I won't share names, but mm-hmm. basically the gist of the story was uh, I was working this workshop um, with a few children. I was paired up with one kid and he was very closed off. Um, basically for the whole workshop, I went for a whole term. He just, we didn't communicate. Like we didn't click. Mm. So it was just very, like, very quiet and kind of was in his own little world. Um, a few weeks in, I found out that he was playing the same, like in those mobile games, like those castle building oh, games, like yeah, Empire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I don't know how he just came up in conversation and I found out he and I play the same game. And the moment he knew that we had this common interest, he kind of perked up and that's all he could talk about. And in that same kind of workshop, he said, you know, like, can you add me as a friend? You know, mm. can we play together sort of thing? And like, I didn't see any harm in it. You know, it's was, um, it was something that we could connect over. I said, sure. And then, you know, afterwards, I was going to talk to the coordinator and his parents and just make sure that they were all clear with that. Um, but, you know, how timing sometimes works out. Mm, I didn't get around to it. And then, you know, his parents found out that we were connected together. Uh, and we had a pretty tough chat, you know, like they were very uncomfortable with the fact that I approached him before even, mm. um, before even telling them my intention. So instead of saying, let me talk to your parents, if they give you the clear, then, you know, we'll, we'll do this. I kind of just went ahead and did something. Um, and it wasn't until the coordinator of the workshop kind of stepped in and said, you know, I kind of saw the interactions and, you know, um, we kind of create, we kind of um, promote connectivity between the tutors and the students. And this is something that I, was, I saw and I was going to speak to everyone about afterwards. And they kind of went out on the limb to have my back in a way. Mm. And that was really helpful because it did open up a dialogue between myself and the parents around what was like, you know, good communication and good relationship building. And we worked through it and it was a really good tone for us at the very end. But that slight little hiccup, I thought, you know, I was doing something well that could connect me and this kid. Unfortunately, because of series of events, it just, I think, get to yeah, addressing it very quickly. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like sometimes, yeah, you can have really good intent to try and help someone and, and go on a limb, but, you know, it might be hit with a bit of harsh criticism. Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, it's the example you gave there is a classic, like it's almost like a time thing, right? Like you Mm. you sort of commit to something. I think, you know, I guess I won't speak on on behalf of everyone, but personally, I know, I mean, I I can almost lose count of times, right? The amount of times you've gone and had, you've had good intentions and it's, it's, it almost relates in a way of like planning that dinner that you have with your mate. And it's like, you just get to end of the day and, you're just like, fuck it. I can't be fucked. I've had like a long, like, you know, I'm just a bit tired or maybe I just can't be fucked to go out. Like honestly, sometimes, yeah, and then you make up the, you know, I'm, oh, boss has got me staying back at work <laughs> or, you know, I've got to, you know, fucking make up some extra work. And it's like, no, you don't like, you really don't. But you know, you make that up to sort of, you know, you know, or sometimes you just physically go, Oh shit, I committed to five different things. I literally have the time to do two. Um, and you know, those things fall by the wayside, right? Like, so they 
sort of can backfire. But I mean, there's, there's a good note that comes from that, right? You have that chat. It was maybe a mm. tough chat, but it was one that needed to be, you know, was needed to, you know, be had between you and the guy and the parents and stuff. And like, oh, like ideally that, that sort of all worked out in the end. Yeah, look, it, it did work out. And I think uh, it worked out to a point where um, it was a workshop I was only going to do for a term. I stuck around for a whole year and really got to know this kid really well. Like, you know, really into like magic and really into some of these like really yeah, cool, cool fantasy inspired stuff. So like it, it did work out, but I think, you know, because this thing, especially like think about this gal Instagram video, it's about intent and delivery sometimes you might have really good intent, but the way you deliver something just doesn't match up. And mm. some people can kind of bite you back for that. And that's understandable because everyone interprets things in their own way. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, and I guess, so, you know, bring it to a personal level. And I guess that's why we do this on the potty. Did you, have you ever encountered something? Yeah. As- I mean, I mean, where do I pick, mate? Where do I start with this? <laughs> um, no, look, I'll, 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 I'm going to keep the music theme here. Um, yeah, okay. This could be, this could be potentially very disastrous for me because look, Look, here's the thing. Um, there was a, you know, when I was growing up out West with some, some buddies of mine, guys that I, I sort of knew from the local church that we used to all go to at the time, you know, we, we sort of formed this, I don't want to say it was a group because that's like, that's definitely putting, that's us overselling it. We created mm. a musical group, right? And again, musical group, I'm overselling it again, but let's roll <laughs> with it. Um, we created this group just to like create like sort of like little piss take videos that all, all the you know, all our mates 21st, we all had, we had a very close group of friends, yep. you know, everyone was in the same sort of circle. So we were like, all right, we'll, we'll sort of create this group. And I say that with like an inverted commas, I'm literally making it you know, thing <laughs> as I'm saying. It. And it's like, you know, we'd go out and perform these videos at, the t- at people's 21st where we'd sort of like, you know, change the words, like a popular song, record it. It'd be a bit of a laugh. You know, people have a bit of fun. The person who we did it for hopefully meant a lot. And I think we, we did a couple of them. And I think maybe, our, uh, you know, our attention shifted to like, oh, fuck, we like having the spotlight on us a bit. Mm. And um, we... <laughs> For some reason, we decided to do a fucking live version of the song <laughs> at a 21st. And we are, we are really not, we should not be allowed near microphones that are on. Um, and we sang this song for my mate's 21st. Um, it was like an R. Kelly song. It was like this fucking power R&B ballad. And we forgot all the words. We fucked up the lyrics. All the people at the party were like, what the fuck? Who are these random fucking kids singing their church songs? Um, and I was just like, oh, God, we, we've, maybe we've, you know, our, our attention shifted for a bit there. So it definitely backfired. People were like, what's going on? This is a bit weird. But in saying that, you know, it was the same guy's 30th um, last year. We went and did like another song for him. Again, it, we sort of took it back. I think we sort of made it really, really about him um, and, you know, making sure that it was his, it was his moment, not ours. Mm. Um, and he loved it. I think people, a lot of the people were, were at the same party as well. So they're like, you guys did the fucking shitty live version and now you're <laughs> back with a bit much better version. So, you know, it looked a bit of a, a bit of a lighthearted one there, but something that, um, you know, I think it backfired initially. And, you know, sometimes you get, you get on a bit of a roll with these things. You're like, Oh yeah, I'm king shit and stuff. And then you have one of those moments bring, brings you back a peg and you can sort of, you know, like I said, like you had with your, um, I guess the guy, you had that moment where you had to rebuild that bridge and not that we, we had to rebuild anything. I like my mate definitely enjoyed his 21st, mm-hmm. but you know, it was just nice to then be able to have that, I guess some you know, mini redemption moment and stuff, you know? Yeah. And I guess this is probably a good way of wrapping it up because the common thing I think, you know, through our own examples and and Gal's sort of Instagram video is you sort of have the intention to do something, you put it out there and just receive maybe in a different way than you anticipate. And I think the big thing you can do then is then 
uh, decide what your next action is and how you can maybe either redeem or repair relationships um, or, you know, just just fix, fix the initial fix stuff up. Yeah. And so, look, you know, I think Gail's video probably wasn't the best, especially wealthy people singing this song, uh, you know, that is asking to throw away mm-hmm. the wealth. Uh, but I think what we can look at, and especially in Gail's example, is through this challenging time, how do you come through, maybe fix this mistake you made, and then move forward. Obviously, during through these challenging times, we can have a little bit more positivity as opposed to tearing each other down. All right, Scotty, we are wrapping up our podcast, the virally out of the office coronavirus special with something that's much on a, on a lighter note than what we're talking about, but it's cabin fever time everywhere. Like, mm. you know, we're about to go into lockdown in here in, in Australia. And, you know, we thought, you know, no better time like the present really into, you know, going into some of our tried and tested, maybe not even, you know, tried properly yet <laughs> items that have been, you know, keeping us sane, the entertainment, the boredom solutions, mate, it's been, it's interesting, right? Like you're, we're both working from home at the moment in our yeah. respective jobs. And, you know, what, what have you been doing outside of, you know, cause it's hard, right. To separate the home, the workplace a lot of the time. So now it is, it's both. And what are you doing outside of that work time to keep, yeah, keep your, your marbles right? It's super hard being in the same place for literally like hours on end and not yeah. being able to change things up. Um, so look, I've, I've kind of reflected and looked into a few things that I could do to essentially keep myself sane. So I don't go crazy yeah. and start, you know, maybe getting like a volleyball or a core. Um, <laughs> what's the cast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing, so the first thing I've been doing is I've been trying to learn a new skill. So mm-hmm. for a very long time I've been putting off getting back into music. And uh, last week I borrowed a turntable off a friend of mine who's just got a spare one laying around. And something I really wanted to try to do is explore mixing music. You know, like mm. kind of go like especially as two really big um, musical listeners, you kind of listen to a track and you listen to something else and think this could blend very well. I don't know how, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to do it, but I don't know how it'll happen, but I'm going to find out exactly yeah. how I can do it. So, you know, I've got a lot more free time, especially mm. on weekends because I'm not out there absorbing music. Uh, I've been kind of just playing around, getting my you mm. know, head down in theory, understanding these kind of little things I can do to make progress. And I think part of learning a new skill as well is setting very small milestones so you can um, kind of track your progression as opposed to like, I'm going to pick up a guitar and learn how to play Stay to Heaven in a week. Mm. <laughs> how to play a few chords, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. More incremental things. Um, but also sticking on the music kind of theme, I've been trying to branch out and delve into genres I don't typically listen to. So at the moment, lo-fi, which is something, you know, I've kind of dabbled in the past that I've listened to heavily, is a really good, you know, like focus background um kind mm, of oh up. yeah yeah for sure so definitely having that on loop and you know go on youtube and there's like 20 hour <laughs> no there's like massive mixes you do like how did they mix this in the first place like yeah 20 I mean, hour mix jesus <laughs> thank you though thank you yeah, Thanks for I, your I, i'm definitely not complaining um and i've also gotten back into k-pop <laughs> oh you're back in <laughs> yeah look i mean like i'm always being a bit of Ugh. a pop fanatic but mm. you know k-pop has this special it's just so over the top sometimes Oh, it is so over the top. To save myself going crazy, I need to know that the people out there... Are you crazy then? They're crazy then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a bad way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, And then two other things which I think have definitely helped me in terms of like keeping mobile and keeping my brain active is um, 
where I live, there's a lot of small parks and nature and uh, nature walks that you can do as well. So I have been getting out to do, you know, just like an hour walk, obviously mm. maintaining as minimal contact with other people as I can, but just to make sure that I break up not being in the same place for days on end and just enjoying mm. sunlight. Yeah, you I need to have some, yeah, 100% agree. Uh, out there. And then the last one is trying to redeem some of my cultural heritage and mm-hmm. learn how to cook Indian food. Better. You're trying to, oh, okay. So you, yeah. how, how Indian are we talking here? Because I've got something similar, actually. Have you? Yeah. Um, look, I'm, I'm starting very, like, I'm, I'm testing the waters. I'm making some dal, you know, so cooking some lentils. The classics, yeah. Um, making naan from scratch, which. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's uh, such a, that's that it. Wasn't, that wasn't very good. The first, <laughs> the first one was like, um, it was like cement. Like it was so <laughs> tough. It was so oh, great. I could knock someone out with it. <laughs> yeah, that, and there's nothing worse than a good old chewy, you know, not disintegrating in your mouth mm. piece of concrete cement. Yeah, delicious. Nah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not making my mum very happy with this. So <laughs> uh, I haven't let her sample the cooking, but, I, you know, the next few weeks I get really good, mm. take it over, and then hopefully... Hopefully, Hopefully she, she, she approves. She, yeah, I mean, that's what you want, right? Ultimately, you want some uh, approval from the, <laughs> from the OGs. And it actually blends well into what I was going to talk about. I mean, it was mm. one of the things because, you know, I, look, I have to kudos to you because, like, from scratch is a, is a fucking rough, rough thing. You know, yeah, it like, is. There's numbers, letting them sit and stuff like that. It's, it's a mission. And even, you know, creating things like, um, you know, any parts of Indian food. Dal obviously is a good starter. It's pretty, you know, just lentils and some basics, but then you start yeah. to get into some of the real hectic recipes and, you know, it, it can get pretty, you know, it can get pretty crazy. Like I personally have been starting to get back into it, like cooking a few more curries and stuff like that. And then today, actually, funnily enough, before we jumped on the podcast, I was taking my, uh, my girlfriend through making good old roti parata. Ooh, um, you know, and you know, we made this, we made this sort of like curried sort of, it wasn't, it wasn't a curry, but it was like a, uh, almost like an oven. It wasn't a roast, but it was like, mm. you know, we used like a yellow paste, like a, almost like a musselman beef paste. Yeah. And we put it over some vegetables and some chicken. So it was like Indian sort of flavored, if you liked. <laughs> and she was like, oh, we have to get the naan bread. Right. And I was like, no, 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 honey, no, no, no. we're going to get the roti and we're going to put <laughs> that is, it just, it just makes a lot more sense. And see, we got some Indian food a couple of weekends ago. Mm. We got a roti and we had it and she had it and she didn't love it. And I was like, she didn't love it. She didn't love it because it wasn't a traditional crispy, flaky roti parata. It was a like shitty little store one that's Mm -hmm. been sitting in, you know, the little bain marie for a few hours. Now I was like, listen, honey, I know what you're saying, but leave it to the professional. We went out today and I was like, I have to go to the little, you know, ethnic grocer, find my, my specific brand of roti paratas. Admittedly from the, the, the freezer, freezer aisle. Cause I was like, I'm mm. going to need a few of these over the next few weeks whilst I'm in lockdown. Um, so I bought this like $15 pack of like roti paratas <laughs> and admittedly it was crunchy. It was flaky. It was a bit more, they're a bit more pastry for those of you playing yeah. at home than a, than a naan, but I'm definitely trying to, I feel like, you know, when you um, are away from your parents, especially, you know, us having, you know, I guess Indian background, you tend to like go, oh man, I just want some of the stuff I hated. Yeah. You you want the stuff you hated as a kid. You're like, take me back to those days. (laughs) Um, Look, that's, that's one of them. A couple of my other things. Look, when it comes to binging, Mm. I feel like the Fresh Prince is my go-to for just wholesome TV. There's not really a bad episode. Like you can't feel bad about something. It's just, it always comes together quite nicely. Yeah. It's all very light. Um, I'm starting to watch Community start to finish again. Like it's a, right. you know, I, I, only, I only really watched it start to finish when it was on TV. So I haven't really done like, I've watched a couple of episodes like here and there. 
Oh, so, like a, not a full, not a full run through. Yeah, run through. Yeah, so yeah. I'm looking forward to, to going through that properly. Um, I, I've been liking seeing a few of these DJs putting on live streams and, and musicians putting on live streams at home and stuff. Like I saw Defected, the radio station was doing like a festival. Like they were live yeah, streaming yeah, like yeah. eight or nine acts back to back, which was cool. Um, and, and that was really good. And look, obviously for me, a big thing is all the sports over, right? With the AFL in Australia stopped, the NRL has stopped mm-hmm. now. Um, the A-League is, is, is stopping like, there's going to be no more sport, right? All the big leagues overseas are all stopped. Um, and let me tell you, though, in the, in the light of these instances, I have since become hooked on marble sports. Marble now, sports. when I say marble sports, not marble like, you know, the Hulk and Iron Man and stuff like that, but marble like M-A-R-B. Like the glass balls. L-E, like the glass balls. <laughs> now, it sounds ridiculous. Most of you think I'm, I have officially hit my... My stain level is gone. I've cooked it. I'm I'm just, I'm on something. And look, I could well be. Maybe, maybe I just fucking gargled a marble in my sleep or something because these things, and look, it's just things like it's, it's quite random, right? It's almost like this guy, he sets up these courses and he races the marbles down them. Now, sounds retarded, sounds dumb. But my God, I can tell you, I've been, ne- I've been never more interested. <laughs> For example, this is how fucked it is. This morning, I got a notification from the Marble Raceway telling me that episode eight of the Marbula One, as in Formula One, Marbula One, hmm. is, is ready to view. And as soon as I get off this recording today, I'm putting on the TV, I'm getting YouTube on my smart TV, and I'm watching race six of the 2020 Marbula one championships. Um, it's a very tight battle. At the top I'm going to pray for you. I think. <laughs> yeah, look, I need, I need some help. Um, but I can't even go to the churches anymore. I can't go to the temple. I can't go to the, to the mosque. I can't go to anywhere. Uh, I'm, I'm screwed. So yeah, look, that's, that certainly showed me a different side to me. I, I'm not sure I, I knew existed. Um, but look, I mean, other things, few puzzles here or there mm-hmm. it's nice to get back into that um we're doing a bit of reading and yeah cooking obviously is a bit of a forced nature so who knows maybe by the end of this six month period scotty we'll you know be professional maybe we can go on what's some like the cooking shows these days master chef yeah Absolutely. oh we can open a trends and things trends and things and we can play some good beats at the back we'll get the decks out we'll uh, have some marbles the know. marbles <laughs> yeah. illegal, mar- illegal marble marble. <laughs> that's actually how we'll make all our money we'll just be a launderer for marbles um so look i mean look we'd love to hear i think you'd love to hear what everyone else has got i mean we had some good suggestions from everyone in the group last week for some you know what people are binging Mm. so we'll make sure that in the group over the next six months we know it's going to be a a long time with this virus that we keep the positive vibes go uh going and look i will be sure to i feel like we'll share some content in the group this week if we get enough likes on one piece of content I feel like I'm happy to share one of these videos that we did. Now, this is like a 17-year-old Gordon DeMello in these, some of these Ooh. videos. So it's prime material. Remember you had that competition where you lost out. This is your chance to redeem yourself, Scotty. This yeah, video will be I've something I've had a lot else. of losses during this, these uh, episodes. It's time to, it's time to oh, redeem yourself. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure out what, what, the, what the stakes might be perhaps. Great. But, I mean, Scotty, look, we've made it through um, our first remote episode. <laughs> um, we're on Zoom at the moment. They must be enjoying a, a, a literal boom in you know, downloads and shit mm. at the moment. So big ups for you. If you listened all the way through, we do apologize if the audio is a bit 
dodgy this week. We are literally recording off our laptops in two different locations at the same time. My, 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 what did not work before this? My Bluetooth headphones. It took us like 50 minutes to like actually set up this shit. So it's sign of the times, mate. We're getting old. We can't even set up bloody video conferencing and shit. Yeah, and we're, we're redundant. <laughs> we're going to, oh, it's a sad, sad truth, dark truth. Um, but look, thanks everyone for listening. We hope this helps in some way. It provided a distraction, provided you a time to realize a few things or just take in something and we definitely appreciate you guys listening. Watch out the next couple of weeks. We're going to try and see if we can produce some more stuff for you. Keep an eye out on the group uh, and on our Trends and Teens Instagram account. Uh, and if you can, share and tag us on Instagram. Leave us an Apple review as per normal. But Scotty, mate, that's all we've got time for this week. Thanks very much for your, for your efforts and for joining us on the Zoom. Yeah, all right, everyone. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.